0: your host here with you as always and in today's show i'll be reacting to week four fantasy football season 2022 in previewing week five with my top five waiver wire picks for the week gonna talk injuries gonna react and gonna talk waiver wire as always thank you guys for tuning in as always be sure you subscribe review the show, follow on Twitter at SGF pod and at Calvin underscore SGF and send fantasy questions over there or at second and goal fantasy at gmail.com. Going to be a fun show as usual. And yeah, I guess let's get jump right in. Got the starch sit slash big questions slash booms and busts show later in the week as well. I didn't have the uh, fantasy start sit show like that. I have live on Twitter from like 12 to 1245 this week because I was really busy. And I also had homecoming last weekend and slept till 11 a.m. and had a ton of homework. So I was not able to go live for start sits. Unfortunately, that's very abnormal. I always try to be live for starter sits and be available to answer them on Twitter. So that's something that will probably never happen again for the rest of the season. I'm always available otherwise. So send me DMs. Feel free to tag me as well. And yeah, I'll answer all of your fantasy questions. So let's jump right into it with the news. News and some injuries to start out with. And of course, a couple of these injuries, actually, I said I slept in till 11. There was a London game, unfortunately, and so that was a bad time to be out late last night, which I was. So then I slept in missed the start of kickoff and didn't take out Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas in a couple of leagues, which is unfortunate because they were both out in this game and are both uncertain coming up. The Saints had a lot of injuries. Winston was out. Kamara was out. Thomas was out. Lots of stuff that was notable there for sure. And so obviously we have to keep an eye on their statuses for next week. I'll talk about Latavius Murray in just a moment um, as well. But of course, both of them, Miss time, so uh, we of course we've got to run down the latest with all these guys. So after week four, of course, some other guys got injured as well. Tua Tagovailoa recently got ruled out for Miami's upcoming game against the Jets. He of course was in concussion protocol. A doctor got fired. Crazy stuff going on there. This hurts the offense because Tua Tagovailoa was seeing a nice little breakout. He was playing some good football. And he's, you're going to probably miss him a little bit at quarterback, but you're probably also going to miss him for the reasons of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who may not be as consistent. I still like Hill over Waddle, but they're both, I mean, they are seem pretty close together. But, of course, Tyreek Hill broke out in a big way along with Jalen Waddle as well. Cordero Patterson is on IR. He's going to miss the next four games. We're going to talk about his replacements in a bit. Javante Williams done for the year. It's going to be the Melvin Gordon show. So Melvin Gordon could actually be pretty big for fantasy in the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor might come back on Thursday also something to keep an eye on talk about replacements for him actually i guess i won't in waiver wire because naheem hines is rostered in 60% of leagues but if he's out there go get him another sleeper to go grab is philip Lindsay because uh there might be frank reich hinted that Lindsay might get some work even if taylor's active so keep an eye on that deep sleeper there daniel jones had an ankle injury he ran for a couple touchdowns on sunday as well looks like he's gonna be okay Uh, The Giants might grab some quarterbacks, though, just in case he's not. Tyrod Taylor also got injured in that game, so Jones got forced back into the game after being taken out due to the injury. Traylon Burks, it actually looked like, I mean, I thought we might have had potentially a season-ending injury with Traylon Burks, but fortunately it's just turf toe. However, just turf toe. I mean, turf toe is a major thing. We saw that affect Antonio Gibson big time a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year where he was dealing with that turf toe. just wasn't hundred percent. This is a big drop for Traylon Burks' stock, unfortunately. And he never really got to see the breakout that we were hoping for from him. Other than that, John Dotson may miss a week or two with hamstring. Jamison Crowder broke his ankle. He's probably done for the year, unfortunately. Other than that, that's all for the injuries. So that's it for news. Let's hop into reactions. (laughs) Going to react to the PPR scoring leaders and the guys who busted this week in fantasy football. Number one is on the quarterbacks is Jared Goff. Jared Goff has had a couple of like really nice games. And the Lions offense has actually been consistently very, very productive. These weapons are really coming through. And when Jared Goff has protection, which he has for the most part, he's been great. 378 yards, four touchdowns against Seattle. He's a good streaming option now, and potentially a guy you can start most weeks at this point. Quarterback two, Geno Smith, another guy you didn't expect to do that great, who is um 320 yards two touchdowns ran for a touchdown ran for some yards a guy to keep an eye on russell wilson finally turned it on in denver still a bit of a risky start but he was the quarterback three hopefully a sign of things to come for him tom brady you'd better have bought low on tom brady or kept starting him because i know he had some bad weeks but i kept saying it. you keep him in you keep him in you keep him in and this is why because he had a very good week this week as well busts on the week Derek carr wasn't too great i think you're just gonna have to ride it out with him. Lamar Jackson started off well, kind of slowed down against Buffalo, but he's been so excellent. He has to stay in your lineup. Um, and other than that, you know, the usual two attack by Loa, of course, got hurt in the K- uh, Cincy game. Carson Wentz has just been brutal. I don't know if you can rely on him that much at this point. And yeah, that's it for quarterbacks. Let's move on to RBs. Guys, remember this? The buy low on last week's episode. One of them was Austin Eckler, and he was the running back one. On the week, the buy low window is closed, and so have the offers of Brees Hall and Jeff Wilson for Austin Eckler or Hollywood Brown for Austin Eckler that I got. I told you those were horrific last week. Imagine how horrific they look now. Austin Eckler, you can't buy him low anymore, and people were trying to for a week. You had your window for a week, and it's gone. Josh Jacobs was the RB2. He went crazy going to be good in positive game script games usually for him but i mean he is just kind of a consistent little rb2 there for sure and it was interesting i mean the raiders were actually ahead for a good portion of this one so jacob's got a lot of looks miles sanders interesting did well against jacksonville he's gonna to have to rely on efficiency a lot be a bit inconsistent but this is good to see for his stock rashad penny He did really well, interestingly. Rashad Penny's still a risky start. He scares me because he also tends to get, like, scripted out of games a lot, but he did really well against Detroit, and somehow in this pass-heavy game, Rashad Penny still ran for 151 yards. I think Damian Pierce also, the RB5, he was legit. Damian Pierce is now legit. He had a big, long run, getting some other looks. I mean, he's always going to be the RB1 here in Houston and have enough chances because he's really the only guy to hand it to and one of their only playmakers, period. So Damian Pierce should be starting for you at this point, and he turned out to be a good pick in fantasy football. Christian McCaffrey ended up having a good PPR week. Good to see. He should still always be in your lineup. Jamal Williams with Swift out um, has continued to be excellent and dropped over 100 yards in this one. Of course, there were also some busts on the week for fantasy football. Michael Carter didn't do much. It's Brees Hall's backfield now. Antonio Gibson didn't really have a chance to get going with Washington behind a lot in this one. Washington's just been anemic, so it's going to be hard to rely on him. And other than that, I mean, those were the main guys, obviously, busting for you this week. Javante Williams, of course, went out early in the game. Travis Etienne hasn't gotten it going. And then Jonathan Taylor, another guy who had I I actually know I did mention him earlier, but he did not do very well before getting injured. The buy low window on Jonathan Taylor is there, by the way, because you should still be paying top three RB prices for him, and I think people will sell him for a lot lower than that if you go look for him. So, wide receivers for fantasy. Wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson. He got locked up a week ago or something, but or a couple weeks, but he's been back on fire he should always be in the lineup mike evans good to see him back on the field and he was great i mean tom brady clearly needed him and finally against kansas city he goes crazy tyreek hill continuing to go nuts one of my favorites this offseason at value and he's turned out to be an absolute stud of course as predicted t higgins the wide receiver four good stuff dk metcalf he got carted off the field to go to the bathroom which is funny. I mean, at least he kind of admitted his purpose, unlike Lamar Jackson, who we had that whole Jackson thing last year, of course, with a similar situation. He was great. CD Lamb. I mean, any receiver that plays Washington is like torching them at this point. Any top receiver, because we saw Lamb do it this week. We saw Amon Ross St. Brown do it two weeks ago. We saw Devontae Smith just absolutely go crazy last week. So I think Washington is actually now allowed like a um, top six receiver in like three straight weeks or something like that. So they've, they're just, um, like being destroyed, so this team and this defense, this secondary cannot stop top receivers at the moment. So keep that in mind for whoever you're streaming against Washington. Josh Reynolds, interestingly, good. He's picked it up the last couple of games. Maybe a streaming option for you sometime in the future. And those were kind of the big guys who did pretty well over this week. Bus Drake London, interestingly, neither Drake London nor Kyle Pitts did things. Drake London's usually gonna be pretty good though. Still start him. Devonte Smith kind of came back to earth. He's gonna be inconsistent, but have some big games shot Bateman probably better days from him as well as the top wide receiver in this offense and Jalen Waddle was really phased out in this week it seemed like Teddy Bridgewater or I guess Tua and also Teddy Bridgewater's much favored Tyreek Hill this week so I think with Bridgewater in I would prefer Hill over Waddle with Tua back sure that gap shrinks a little but I still prefer Tyreek Hill Michael Pittman will pick it back up but he had a kind of a meh game just three catches So let's move to tight end TJ Hawkinson. Finally, the TJ Hawkinson fantasy manager is getting just a monster game from him. Nearly 40 fantasy points in PPR. So yeah, he should be starting. He's going to be inconsistent, but have big games like that for sure. Mo Alley-Cox, it's the yearly Mo Alley-Cox two touchdown game. You shouldn't really be starting him. He's a big risk usually. Travis Kelsey, we know Travis Kelsey. I actually said to sell high on Gerald Everett last week, but if you did hold on to him for one more week, you probably were happy about it. I mean, maybe that was probably actually good advice for you to hold him through the week against Houston because the Texans are such a bad defense. But if you didn't want to risk it, obviously you could have still sold high on Gerald Everett if you could get a good price but obviously people are still paying like low end prices for him. I mean, he's been putting up some numbers as of late. He's just been getting the touchdown luck. So of course uh, he might be being a little bit overvalued, but he did do well this week against Houston. Contrary to my pick of selling him high. Zach Ertz, the tight end five. Zach Ertz has actually been sneaky. Good. Like he should be a starting tight end in all formats for sure. And then Pat Fryer, you've had an interesting game. Maybe he'll have the connection with Kenny Pickett in the future. Bus on the week for tight end, Kyle Pitts. Oh, come on, Kyle Pitts. I think the buy low window is still open, and it's open even wider now for Kyle Pitts after having a bad game this week. I still believe in Kyle Pitts to go back and perform how he did last year and maybe even a little bit better. So I think there's a buy low window for sure. Mark Andrews had a weirdly bad game. That's obviously going to change. Anyone with a brain knows that. Other than that, Mike Gesicki, you know, he's going to have like his bus games all the time. Darren Waller, he'll get back on track. That wraps up your reactions for this week. So let's move into Waiver Wire before we wrap up the show. Waiver Wire. These are guys that are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday Night Football. Kind of a week, week on the wire. But the number one ad is Tyler Algier. Cordero Patterson going to miss a lot of time. And that means Tyler Algier will step in probably as the lead back along with Caleb Huntley, who is my number three waiver wire ad. So of course these guys may have starting upside, especially Algier in a committee. They may feed off of each other and be all the more efficient. So I, you should go ahead and pick them up risky starts for now, but. Guys to have on your bench for sure. At the very least, George Pickens also had a nice game over hundred yards with Kenny Pickett. If Pickett's going to stay in, which it looks like he will for next week, George Pickens could be very, very good. He's my number two waiver ad. Brian Robinson, looking like he's going to come back this week. Obviously, there was some hype about him taking over for Antonio Gibson. Gibson has looked good, but I think Robinson could look really, really good as well and potentially have a big role. And Latavius Murray, pick him up, of course, if Alvin Kamara sits another week. He got a touchdown and some work over the week, so he could be good in a potential risky start if you need one. That wraps up the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod. Send fantasy questions to second goal fantasy at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review, all of that. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Be back on Sunday for Live Starter Sits and taking questions on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.